Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hi, Tara. Good morning, Jill. It might be a little loud because I now, I have moved around the house a lot when we do this, but now I'm outside because there's no room for me left inside. We have a lot of people doing things that, you know, I love my husband, but sometimes he doesn't tell me anything till like I wake up in the morning and I had already planned things. So there's a lot of noise in there. So excuse us, excuse me if you hear like birds chirping and cars. (laughs) So you've been ejected. I was ejected yesterday from my house and sat outside. It's just so stinking hot out there, though. I mean, it's hot in my house, too, because we don't have central AC, but um, it's so hot out there. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you don't have central AC. I think one of the biggest fights we've ever gone into is I was super pregnant. I don't know which kid it was. And I remember driving to Kevin's office, and I cried. You don't love me because I'm so hot. And I think somebody we know drove by, and they were like, were you just crying outside the office? (laughs) I'm like, I just want air conditioning. So did you get central AC put into your house right now? We did a long time ago, yeah. See, we can't do it. I mean, we could do it, but it would take up every closet. We just can't figure out a way to do it. And even the ductless kind, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to, the, it doesn't seem to pay off for us. It does take up a lot of uh, closet space for sure. Yeah. So I hope you don't, because of the work going on in your house right now, I hope they don't have to turn off the water because don't you have to get ready for your shoot today? Yeah, so I'm kind of ready, although I'm very hot right now, so it's going to be interesting. Yes, I'm going back to Neiman Marcus because we're going to film a couple things. Um, we do usually use Brad, who's my videographer, but I'm just going to go and do a couple things on my phone to make it a little bit more realistic and like not just so, you know, not that it's staged, but, you know, it's very professional. Um because we are wrapping up June with them. I think I've been shooting with them now for like two or three months. And so we're going to take July off. So we just want to figure finish out the month of June. So, that's so what's fun. the topic for today? What's the- It's going to be summer makeup. And that's Ooh. the other thing is when you do the makeup, I need to be, you got to show how it app, the application on the face. And when we do professionally, you can't really get as close. So we thought doing the phone and sunglasses. We're just doing oh, two. Cool. Yeah, very cool. I'm so interested to hear what kind of makeup will not slide right off my face in this heat. That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, you'll have to watch it then. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we're talking today. We're going to talk about uh, websites and the importance or lack thereof of a website in your business. Yes, I, you know, I think, well, I see a lot of people asking and um, wondering if they need a website still, because a lot of times now when people look at somebody, they look at their social media and not necessarily their website. I particularly think you do need a website, but I'll let Jill, the professional, speak more on that. But I do, I, I feel like it's a solid place to showcase who you are and really tell your story. Whereas social media is like snippets of what you do and who you are. But what do you think, Jill? 
I think it depends on the type of business you have. They're definitely less important than they used to be uh, for some businesses. Like I think if you're an influencer and that is entirely your business, it's not that important. I mean, you might want to have just a page up so you can describe a little bit more about your bio than, you know, what you can do in three lines on in, in your in your profile on Instagram. Um, so I think it it you know it's less important for people who just make a living, you know, sort of selling stuff on Instagram. Um, because now you can also have all kinds of things like Linktree where you can, you know, send them to different places that you want to on your, uh, through the link in bio. But for most businesses out there, it's still important to have a website. It may, what, what's changed, I think, is the amount of content you need on the website. So, I once worked with a, a great web designer um, who had this like Uncle Bob, uh, so this was called the Uncle Bob rule, I think. And it was like, you know, a lot of companies feel like they need to have so much content on their website that their Uncle Bob could understand everything. And actually, you're not really talking to your Uncle Bob on your website you really need to just talk to your customer on your website, or maybe there are multiple customers on your website. So you got to make sure you have the critical, you know, pieces of information on there, but you don't have to have the entire history of your business. And like, just like, it doesn't have to be totally comprehensive. It has to serve a purpose and uh, you have to think through what that purpose is depending on your business. But um, it's still important for businesses to have a website it just depends on your business. If you're more of a visual um, company or individual, then you may put more of your stuff on Instagram um, and just have your website be a simple page or two. But obviously, if you have an e-commerce business or you're selling stuff online or um, your content business where there's a lot of, you know, you want people to read things and there's there's more than you can put on a, on a social media platform, then you definitely want to still have a website. But all in all, what you're saying is less is more. So you don't need as much as maybe you used to because you can link or like link to these other places where your stuff is showcased. So you don't need to pile it all into this website. Right. And I think a lot of times founders see the website as like a filing cabinet and it's really not. And so they're, you know, like, let's put this on the website. Let's put that on the website. Let's throw this on the website. Oh, we'll just put it on the website. But like, it's not, it, it, that's a very bad use of your website because then you end up with just so much on there that you can't, you can't update it. You can't keep track of it. For sure, you're going to need to go back and update it. It's hard to index. Like it just is not the right use of a website to treat it like a virtual filing cabinet for everything you want to ever say to anybody. Um, but the good news is that it's actually a lot easier to build a website now than it used to be in the past. You could do it yourself. Um, so, so I, I mean, I don't know if I could still build a website, but I'm sure I could try to attempt it. Um, my other question for you is now for somebody like me or somebody who has pricing for their business, do you think that it's important to put the actual prices on your website so people just see it? Or do you kind of just want to describe your services but then have a conversation because I think people do that all different ways. If you're flexible on your pricing, then you, 
you may not want to have it on the website. You may just want to encourage people to have a conversation. So if you have more of a consultative business where you make your money because you spend time with the client, then it's a great way to, to have that initial conversation with somebody. But if your business is much more transactional where you're literally selling things or packages or experiences online and those prices are pretty set, then you stick it on there. You just, you know, you don't, you probably don't have the room in your cost structure, your business model to have people talking to everybody who wants to ask what the pricing is and whether there's any flexibility in it. Um, so unfortunately the answer is it depends. <laughs> I, I hate that answer, but well, no, I think it makes sense. And I think that, you know, people question that all the time, whether they should put the pricing on there or not, because some people might feel like it might deter people or they just want to at least reach out and have a conversation about that. Yeah. And again, it's like, how firm are you on your pricing? If you are high in high demand and you have zero time left to take any, you know, new clients that can't pay you what you need, then you put the pricing on there and, you know, and if it scares them away, it scares them away. But if you are looking to build the business and you want to be flexible and you want to take certain types of clients, if they can't, even if they can't pay, then what you want them to pay, then, you know, you might leave it open-ended. Um, but One I always more. think it's good. Yeah. It's, no, no, I always think it's good to design your website so that when someone comes to it, they get a feel for the pricing. So even though they don't know the dollar, like if you go to your website, Tara, you can see, you know, you are, it's a very high end looking website. That's not to say that you're super expensive, but it is to say that it's a commitment. And I also think you have a lot of stuff on there that's very accessible. So to me, if I went to your website and I didn't know what your pricing was, I would think to myself, wow, she does some really good stuff. She works with a nice variety of brands, some super high end, some high end, um, but I would, I guess I would not be scared to ask you what your pricing is. And I wouldn't be scared to ask you, you know, is there any room with that pricing? Right. So you should, your website should kind of be a feeling right when you enter it of who you are, or what your business is. And then the last question I want to ask you is um, what about reviews? Do you think people should leave review, have reviews on their website from others if you're a business or leave that to another place? Yeah. Again, it depends on the business, but I, if it's a product business, I think they're incredibly important. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it also <laughs> depends a little bit on the source. It's a whole can of worms because you have to moderate them. You have to make sure um, you respond to them if they're not positive reviews or if they're positive, you can respond as well. Um, and I, I think people understand in general that some of those reviews are BS. Some of those reviews are just nasty, disgruntled people. Some of those reviews are real. So I think it's, I think on balance, I would rather have the reviews up there than not. Cause I always get a little suspicious when I don't see reviews. Now with your website, you've got a blog. And so, you know, I think that's a whole other question is, do you have people comment and do you have people you know, comment on blog posts and, and ask questions and stuff like that. And I actually think if you have enough resources to handle responding to all the comments, then I would, I would add those, but, yeah. um, it's hard. I know if you're just like one person trying to manage everything, it's hard to, to make sure you're doing that. 
Well, thank you. And our next episode, I'm really excited to talk to Jill about because it's a it's about turning your business into e-commerce if you are interested in doing that. And Jill is the expert, so we're very lucky. <laughs> so have a good day. Let us know if you have any questions and we will answer them. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, beaded shorts, running shorts, board shorts.